0: coming up! The Football for the first time in It's time looking in the playoffs.
1: Welcome to the Heaven's Devils Podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two millennial Americans who don't really
2: know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils Podcast. The podcast where we read the standing orders. Read them and understand them! <laughs> oh that was awesome shimmy an awesome bit of uh <laughs> of zoom culture there yeah it le- legendary zoom meeting in handforth parish it's gone viral around the world <laughs> uh means a lot to us you know our second favorite competitive sport after league two handforth parish council meetings
0: <laughs> uzi uzi not again
2: all right, well, how are we feeling, Shimmy Shamshango? How are we feeling, Shimmy Shango? Hey, feeling pretty good, Nathan. It's actually a big sporting weekend at the time of this recording. It's the Super Bowl over here. Um, so, you know, feeling pretty good about that. Feeling a little down that we get, didn't get to see Forest Green Rovers this weekend uh, with the postponement of the, um, the match against Mansfield due to a waterlogged pitch. But all in all, you know, uh, we had a great interview with Chris Stokes and we're stoked, we're stoked about that. Stoked,
1: stoked bro yeah bro, I'm feeling great too bro (laughs) oh my god Shimmy, we have the captain of the Forest Green Rovers, Chris Stokes on this pod Shimmy how exciting is that Chris (laughs) Stokes, I'm gonna bleep that out (laughs) Uh, oh my god, the leader of the back line Shimmy, the man with the most appearances in an electric green FGR shirt uh, even some appearances without that electric green shirt, Shimmy, because Chris Stokes is an OG, Shimmy. Hell yeah, <laughs> He was playing for the club back all the way back when we had the black and white kit, Shimmy, when we had the knockoff Barcelona badge, Shimmy. I think he has, I don't know, 150 plus appearances for this man, um, Shimmy. I have no authority to say what I'm about to say because we're brand new fans, but that, that hasn't stopped me before, <laughs> Shimmy. Uh, so you I'm going to say it. <laughs> He is a proper FGR legend in my book, Shimmy.
2: Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, We had our uh, reservations about him as newbie fans, but he's won us over. He won us over in the interview, as you're going to hear. It was just a blast. Yeah, Chris Stokes is the man. We are officially a Chris Stokes fan
1: podcast. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk more about that later. Um, Apart from being stoked about Chris Stokes, uh, like I said, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get to play this past weekend. The match was canceled, of course, due to a waterlogged pitch. Shimmy, have you ever had a waterlogged pitch?
2: Um, so to speak, yes. I, sh- I-, I won't be giving any more details, <laughs> but but yes.
1: <laughs> All right, we won't go any further there. Um, also, my friend Ben, who lives in the city, I think you've met him a couple times. Uh, he's actually started following Forest Green Rovers, oh. Shimmy. He buys the streams and everything we text during the matches. It's so fun. And uh, he texted me Saturday, saddened. And then also, big surprise to me, my dad, who isn't even a soccer fan, Shimmy, he texted me on Friday, asked me what time the game was on Saturday. That was so (laughs) exciting, but then also so sad to tell him, sorry, dad, canceled, waterlogged pitch. Happens to the Mm -hmm. best of us. But the good news is, Shimmy, the green army is growing. Uh, And also, spin zone, Shimmy, we can now
2: enjoy that Carlisle win for one more week. Absolutely, you can bathe in that glory. Okay, slightly dirty bathwater after that Carlisle win for another week, but it's exciting. Exciting to hear that we have new fans coming on board uh, from our friends and family. Uh, so let's keep growing this thing. Let's keep growing it, baby. And of course, I'm
1: super pumped about the Super Bowl, Jimmy. I love the Super Bowl. You mentioned it before. Today we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. The pod will actually come out after Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, man, genuinely one of my favorite days of the year is Super Bowl Sunday. I love. Super Bowl Sunday, Shimmy.
2: Shimmy, who's going to win? I got to go with, um, even though Tom Brady is what we call the goat, the greatest of all time, got to go with the Chiefs. I think Mahomes, myself, and Liam Horsley are going to be happy tonight because I think the Chiefs are going to win it. Wow. Well, I'm
1: actually going to disagree with you there, Shimmy. Uh, Mm. Sorry to our friend, Liam Horsley, but I do think, I think Brady and the Bucks they're going to pull off an upset, Shimmy. They got the better defensive line, the better offensive line, an angry, Tom Brady out for revenge on Bill Belichick. Uh, the Chiefs are outstanding, man. I love Patrick Mahomes. He is the, face, the future face of the NFL. Outstanding person. It's possible not to love him. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope the Chiefs create a dynasty. But this is Tom Brady, the GOAT's last hurrah, probably, uh, in the Super Bowl anyway. He's locked in. He's been upsetting teams all playoffs. Beat the Saints. Beat the Packers. He's got a vendetta out against Belichick. He doesn't eat tomato shimmy. I think they're going to pull off the upset. Uh, we'll find out who's right, who's wrong. Well, you'll You'll know by the time this pod comes out. Um, anyway, Shimmy, let's get off of the Super Bowl. This is not a Super Bowl podcast. This is a Forest Green Rovers podcast, Shimmy. Uh, so back to FGR and other great news, Shimmy. We have two new segments on this pod, Shimmy. Two. What? What? That's crazy. Look, That's crazy. Well, we had to <laughs> fill the time because there's uh, there was no match to recap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Fair enough. First, first one is called Statman, with the Statman himself, Chris Latham Shimmy. We're going to be debuting that later after the Chris Stokes interview. But Chris Latham Shimmy, he's always dropping next-gen stat gems for the world via Twitter. Always blowing our minds on there. So we asked Chris if he would join us periodically uh, to drop a stats bomb or two on us, Shimmy. And Shimmy, did he deliver? Today's stat was outstanding. He started off strong with a Chris Stokes-themed stat. That's a lot to say. Chris Stokes-themed. Chris Stokes. Wow. (laughs) Can you say that?
2: Chris. Yeah. Chris Stokes-themed stat. All right. I'm impressed. Uh, I can't. Chris Stokes-themed stat. There we go. go. Anyway. Five five times fast might be an ask. Might be a big ask. (laughs) I can say it once.
1: Anyway, he's going to blow our minds later with that. Very excited for that. Also, another new segment, Shimmy. Heavens, Devils. No, sorry. I <laughs> already screwed it up. <laughs> Heaven's Diablos. yoablo hablo espangol. We got a new segment show. Oh. We found out from the download locations that we actually have some regular listeners in Argentina, Argentina, Mexico, Spain. There's even one human out there in Ecuador who's listened to us for some reason every week. So shout or out maybe, to that person uh, in Ecuador.
2: Or, or maybe it's one giant tortoise in the Galapagos. You don't know.
1: <laughs> he- Uh, So in an effort to be more inclusive, and actually mainly in an effort to get uh, Hector Beyer in on the pod. We've hired Spanish-speaking correspondent Shimmy, my two friends, me and Antonio. Uh, They live here in New York City, but they're originally from Chile. So they're going to join us a little bit later for a segment to engage with the Spanish-speaking rovers out there. And also try to get Hector Bayer in on the pod. So debuting today, Shimmy. Heavens Diablos Espanol the Ocho. Hey, Ole. Alright, Jimmy, so let's get into it. No match to recap due to Waterlogged uh, pitch. So we wanna get to Chris Stokes
2: ASAP. But first, Shimmy, what's our vegan beer of the week? Our beer of the week this week is Tyranny of Mirrors. I hope we haven't done this one before. <laughs> I don't think I don't so. Think we but have. No one no
1: one's gonna remember. Yeah.
2: No, no one's going to remember. Okay, cool. Perfect. Tyranny of Mirrors from Three's Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. It is a New York State Wheat Pale Ale, about 5.5%, so not too heavy, not too piney either. It's a real nice, mellow beer, uh, perfect for sipping on and staring at a waterlogged pitch. (laughs)
1: Love it. And staring out our window right now, Shimmy,
2: because it's snowing outside. It's beautiful outside right now, Shimmy. Um, also, yeah, and shout it's out really to... fat snowflakes. Really fat snow globe snowflakes. I feel like we're inside one of those souvenir snow globes.
1: <laughs> they are. It's beautiful outside, man. Um, and also, a great choice for a beer this week, Brooklyn, because Pia and Antonio, they probably don't want me to give out all their information, but they live in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and my uh, mother-in-law is about to move to Brooklyn. She just closed on, on a new apartment in Brooklyn. She's moving to Brooklyn uh, hey. very soon. So shout out to Brooklyn. Also... My two cats are both from Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn, man. They're rescue cats from Brooklyn. Wow. So. BK BK. BK the house. BK all day. BK in the all house day. day. Also Spread love is the Brooklyn way. Let's go. Yeah. Spread love
3: is the Brooklyn
2: way. That's great. And congratulations to your mother-in-law, soon to start her own podcast, because that's what people who move to Brooklyn do. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true, Shimmy. We don't live in Brooklyn. What are we doing with a podcast, Shimmy? I feel like a, a, a soccer... <laughs> there's nothing more brooklyn than two american guys starting a soccer podcast about a league two team a league two vegan and eco green team with the green zebra kit there's nothing more brooklyn than that shimmy yeah. what are we doing and, we and li- dr-
2: yeah and we're, we're, we're drinking craft beers while we do it as
1: well yeah. so we're, oh my god we cliche. are in the wrong borough we live in manhattan we need to move <laughs> to brooklyn we don't yeah. belong here in my
2: head. We often make we often make fun of Brooklyn Hipsters, but now I'm thinking of that meme from uh that uh David Mitchell and uh, Robert Webb show. It's like are we the baddies? <laughs> are we are we the hipsters? We I think we are, Shimmy. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I
1: never thought of myself that way. I'm watching Twin Peaks now too, Shimmy. Oh my god, there's nothing more Brooklyn hipster than that.
2: Oh. No, no. Dale we we're, uh we're Dale Cooper stands. <laughs> as we've said from the beginning of this pod. Mark Cooper, Dale
1: Vince, and Dale Cooper, all three combined into one. All right, Shimmy. All right, Shimmy, so let's cheers. Let's cheers to another week of enjoying that Carlisle win. Uh, wait, Shimmy, actually, we shouldn't say cheers. We should say salud. Salud. Since we're trying to bring in more Spanish speakers, Shimmy. So salu- salud, mi amigo, Shimmy. Esham. Esham. To another week of enjoying <laughs> that Carlisle win. Salud to the Super Bowl, Shimmy salute to the growing green army including my dad salute to recurring guest chris latham and shimmy a massive and special salute to our captain chris stokes for joining us today shimmy salute salute
0: let's go all right let's get right
1: into our man chris stokes Shimmy. that was a blast we got a little silly we got a little deep we went all over the place with chris such an awesome dude Uh, i'm a chris Stokes fan for life now shimmy i think our listeners will be too
2: yeah it's indisputable that he's a club legend to us now and to the greater support we get it we understand why there's so much love for him uh because we had such a fun time uh as you'll hear right now one thing to
1: note before we get into it i really really screwed up my audio on this one i i tried a different <laughs> mic it did not work out <laughs> so i apologize for my crap audio chris sounds amazing but i sound awful Uh, But you don't want to hear me anyway. You want to hear Chris. That said, I I promise. (laughs) That said, I promise throughout the chat, my audio gets progressively better. So hang in there. It's going to start awful, but it's going to slowly improve. Um, And with that, Shimmy, let's get into Chris Stokes. Uh, Oh, one more thing to note. Uh, We we play a game with with Chris Stokes called Getting Stoked with Stokes. (laughs) And I didn't really mention it very well or very clearly in the game. But for those of you playing along at home, In order for you to be right, you have to be right within 10% of the correct answer that I'm thinking of. Anyway, we'll get into it. Just remember it because I forgot it in the recording. All right, on to Chris Stokes. Let's go. Welcome to the pod, the current player with the most appearances for Forest Green Rovers, my captain, your captain, our captain, the captain of the Forest Green Rovers, the leader of the back line, all around great human being, and the only Forest Green Rovers player who have scored a penalty against Liverpool at Anfield. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Chris Stokes to the pod. Welcome, Chris. Good. Is that is that true about uh, Anfield and Liverpool? We saw it on Wikipedia. Yeah, you,
4: you've dug that one up well. Yeah, That was many moons ago when I was, I think I was only about 17, 16, 17 at the time. So, yeah, that was heck of a long time ago. Wow. Are your penalty taking days over? Yeah, I've sort of, when you comes, say, when you sort of play as a defender, you don't get that... Um, it's sort of don't trust you them sort of things the strikers think they're all good at them sort of thing so I'm good at I'm good at penalties but yeah I, I sort of let the strikers take all the glory. <laughs> so
1: uh Chris before we get started we're gonna chat all about FGR a little bit about your career um but we want to open up actually we don't even want to we have to open up with a game Chris it's it's in our contract nothing we can do <laughs> uh so this is a game called getting stoked with stokes so are you in let's go all right, you're agreeing. You don't even know what it is yet, but you're agreeing. I well, like that. No, I have no idea. Love it. I love it. <laughs> so the first thing you have to know is what stoke means in American English. So so that just means like you're excited. So if, if you're saying, oh, I'm stoked, that means like you're really excited about something. All right. So nice. getting stoked with Stokes is a guessing game where actually you and Sean are going to compete against each other to read my mind and guess the level of stoke on the stoke meter using a clue that i give you
4: got it i'm fully yeah, i'm got it yeah I think all I'm right at. let's
1: do it boys all right so um oh there's one more rule that i forgot to mention and that rule is you have to speak in a cali surfer bro accent when you answer <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: so you got to answer something like this uh
2: 45 stoke bro <laughs> all right yeah. john can you model yeah. that oh of course bro of course I can, and Chris. <laughs> you have to take this seriously. No laughing, right? This is an American game <laughs> as oldest and historic as baseball. That's right. So you have to do the accents. Our tradition, and decorum <laughs> demanded.
1: All right, okay. can, can we get can we get a test run, Chris? Can you give us a forty five percent stoke, bro? Forty five percent stoke, bro? <laughs> that,
0: that's not bad right. at actually. That was great.
1: All right, let's get into it. So I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna put Shom on the hot seat first. We're just gonna do two rounds. So you're gonna each yeah. get two two questions. Here we go, Shom. You're up first. Oh, I got to speak in caliber Hi, bro. accent. Sorry. 2-2 uh, yeah. draw. Oh, crap. Hold up. <laughs> Let me pick a random number. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The answer is 41%. 2-2 Uh, two, two draw at Colchester. And you can't go to Elena Taylor's party this Saturday because she broke up with your boy Chaz.
2: You can't do your bros with Chaz <laughs> like that. <laughs> What's the stoke, Shom? <laughs> bro, I don't even know the stoke on that. But I'm going to guess, like... 30% stoke. Ah, you just missed. Oh,
1: you just missed, bro. It was 41%. All right, zero, zero, oh. shot misses. Here we go, Chris, you're up. 64%. Uh, you win 1-0 against Grimsby, my dog, uh, scoring a hellacious header. But you also couldn't work on your tan during the match because it was too cloudy and Nailsworth. What's the stoke level, bro? Bro, I'm going to go with 70%, bro. <laughs> oh, my god. Oh. First of all, kill the accent. Awesome. <laughs> and secondly you're right. 64% was the level. Let's go. Stokes is oh. smoking you. Stokes smokes. I, you shimmy. Straight out
2: of the box. Straight out of the gate. He's
1: One cool. nil. All Alright, here we go. Last last wow. round. Here we go. This one's for you, Shimmy. Fifty-one percent. Uh cruising in the, in the car with your boys. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> on your way to get mushroom tacos, <laughs> but the avocado in the talkie isn't fully right, my bro. Four screen rovers win three two against Newport. But your
2: favorite player, Chris Stokes, gets a red card and suspended for two games. Total bummer, dude. What's your stoke? Oh, man. No ripe avocados. That's too harsh for me, bro. And that red card was harsh, too. Can't do my bro stokes like that. So I'm going to
1: go 10%. 10%? So no, bro, you're way off your <laughs> offer for 2. It was 51%. Oh, there was good things in there, too. You're cruising in the car with your boys on the way to get tacos. That's a good thing. Even though the avocado's not ripe, right, and then we beat Newport 3-2, that's a good thing, even though our boy Chris Stokes got red carded. So 51% was the answer we're looking for. So Chris is nah, gonna win bro. by default, but here we go, last yeah. one, here we nah, go, Chris. Bro. Nah,
2: bro, it doesn't have
1: a ton Last one. 72%. You had a great leg day, my dude, and shredded your quads. And Mark Cooper complimented your skincare routine in an interview. What's your Stoke? <laughs>
4: Uh, totally good, bro, so I'm going to go with 80%. <laughs> oh, my God, this man's amazing. <laughs> the accent, and he got it again. It was 72% was the answer, so oh, 80% but...
1: was, in that, was in that 10 range. Man, Stokes <laughs> killed you, Sean. 2-0. Well done,
4: Chris. Well done. Also, oh. excellent
1: accent. Have you been to the U.S., Chris?
4: Yeah, about three times, I think. Yeah, about three times, I think, so. Oh, where, where have you been? Again, we've been to LA, uh, Vegas, uh, Florida. We loved LA. Me and my wife, like we love America. We did sort of the road trip from, from San Francisco down to LA. And then we flew from LA to Vegas. So that was oh, all, on awesome. Our honeymoon. So, nice. so did our you drive along the coast? Yeah, drive the yeah. Coast. so we've seen all the, all the sites and stuff. That was, so yeah, yeah.
1: we loved that. So you've done, so now it makes sense kind of why you have such a good Calibro accent. You've, you've done <laughs> so on, on
4: the ground research. So my yeah, but, said, oh, if we could go anywhere, she always wanted to move to LA. So I still got a few years left. So hopefully if anyone's listening from LA, Put me out. There you go, L.A.F.C. Uh, we got the Galaxy out there.
0: Galaxy.
4: there. Hit this man up. Uh, you can sure.
2: stop talking in the Cali bro accent now. Although it looks like <laughs> we already have. Um, unless you unless you want to rebrand that way, you want to rebrand that's... from here on forward as a Cali. Server. <laughs> we'll totally support that.
1: That's right. Uh, so so Chris, you are an O.G. for a Screen Rovers player. You started playing with the club all the way back in two thousand ten, back when the kits were still black and white. <laughs> I think back, like when we had the knockoff
4: Barcelona badge. Am I right about that?
1: Could you yeah, tell us a lit- little
4: bit about that time? Yeah, it was literally the. I sort of arrived about two or three weeks before the chairman, like the chairman, come in. So it was right before the changes happened. It was, it was rumored it was going to happen. That was why I was sort of interested in going to Forest Green because it was, that was it was, it was about to, you want to go to sort of clubs that are going to have a progression as that, especially low down as it was in sort of the non-league sort of level. So. Yeah, it was, it was rumoured it was going to happen. And when the chairman took over, he sort of he blew it up, really. He came in and had all these mega plans that everyone was sort of thinking, oh, you never know what could happen. But fair play to him. He's fully committed into the club and he's took the club to a, a massive new level. It's really cool. And, you know, you became a centurion uh, with the
2: club in that first stint. In 2015, you leave FGR and join Coventry. Uh, could you tell us about that experience
4: of leaving FGR, a bit of your time at the Coventry? Yeah, it was actually my decision to actually leave the club. It was one where a change of manager happened, and it was sort of, I got sort of, I wasn't really playing. So it was one where I said, I love my time at the club the first time, but it's just when you're not sort of playing, you don't want to be sat around. I'm not, I'm not one of them players that are happy just collecting my money and not playing. So I was fortunate enough that the old manager, Forrest Green, he, he he was in like a row at sort of Coventry, I think he was doing the sort of the 23, sort of that sort of side. So he recommended me to the club and I went up for a couple of weeks, sort of trained and they're they really happy with what I was doing. So they said, can we take Chris? And it was, it sort of went from there really. So to get a move from a non-league club to a, a league one club doesn't really happen. I sort of went on loan. So I think a lot of people were surprised at the time, but I believe in my ability, I believe I could always play at that sort of level. And I think I showed it after going there and getting promoted and, having a great sort of time at Coventry. And that's what I want to be doing now when I come, I've, I've come down to Forest Green now and that's, I want to get up to League One again where I was with Coventry. I oh, love it. We love to hear that as
1: Forest Green Rovers fans. Uh, well, to, actually we're, we're gonna talk about your other promotion in just a minute, but I want to stick on Coventry for a second. Uh, you play with some outstanding players on that team. Chelsea legend, Joe Cole, uh, America's founding father and Leicester City star, James Madison. You still stay in touch with those guys?
4: Yeah, I'm really good friends with James Madison. He was he was just coming through. I think he was about 16 or 17 when I first joined. So he was a sort of player that was always looking up to the sort of the senior lads. And he was one I I took a lot of a shine to. Really, I sort of really got on with him. And saw his progression coming through from like youth team to sort of the first team and watching him grow was you could always see he was an outstanding player. And to hit the level he has gone into to be a Premier League player and then play for England, full credit to him. So yeah, he's a he's a great lad, and I see a lot of him. So we've got a little group chat from when I was at Coventry, and he's one of the lads that's sort of been there, so we speak sort of on a daily basis. And I think they're playing at the moment. So oh, nice. he's, a, he's, a, he's a top yeah. lad as well, and I see fair play to him for how he's done in his career. But with that's Joe Cole, it was one of them where I'm. I'm a massive football fan, so when he walks into the change room, I was just like, Oh my <laughs> yeah. God, like, it's Joe Cole! That was that was totally surreal. It's like one of the things you just don't. As a footballer, you dream to play these. You see these players on the TV, and obviously I'm a massive football fan. So, mm. to see someone like Joe Corn and get get the chance to play with him was, yeah, it was one of the, like the highlights of my sort of career definitely.
1: So you said you're in a group chat with james madison you want to add Shamanai to that group <laughs>
4: <laughs> Hey. so he's got he's got um his, his girlfriend from l.a so he, i think he heads over to america quite a lot there so. we go if they hey. weren't playing right now hey. we would ask you to
2: call him but he's, he's probably yeah. on the pitch right now
1: yeah next time get him
4: in well <laughs> hey it the
2: l.a connection i think we find our next uh get stoked player <laughs> that's, that's right guy. we're gonna play get stoked <laughs> with james madison <laughs> <laughs> nice so 2018, you moved to Barrie FC. You went from winning promotion again and back to back seasons, these two clubs. But then it took a bit of uh, a downslide, right? There came
4: a period where you weren't getting
2: paid and that club yeah. eventually collapsed. Can you
4: tell us a little bit about that experience? Yes. That was like a very, probably like a very upsetting time of like my career, a like disappointing time. So you never really go into football. see, so yeah, I was, I loved the game. I was playing it. We had such a good team. We were, flying high at the top of the table then all of a sudden the chairman was like what well, we're not going to pay and it was like what i was like i've got i've got a mortgage i've got kids i've got my wife my wife wasn't working so it was like what do you mean you're not going to pay me it was so for like four or five months we just didn't get paid and it was it was a credit to that, actually our change room that we had such a good set of boys and such a good manager that he sort of ring round and we all chipped into each other for like so the younger boys we were paying for their petrols and little things like that just to get by and yeah, we had such a good group that we sort of managed to carry on what we was doing to achieve the success because it had been such a shame if all of our hard work had just been for nothing so that was the thing that strived us to kick on and so all the supporters as well because they were the ones still coming to the games paying all their money and the money was actually going anywhere so that was it was really sad to see that the club just falling apart as it was but it was a shining light that we did actually have a bit of success at the end even though now it's actually been nothing but it's actually made all the boys that did get promoted they've all gone on to get better clubs and that sort of thing from that promotion so that's one plus thing that did come out of it but yeah it was to not get paid for so long and that sort of side was it was really hard to get by but so it was the change room sort of made us everyone carry on the way we were really
1: what do you think is like a a big misconception that a lot of people might have about uh, players in league two and league one um especially when it comes to like something like that where you're like not getting paid for how, how long did you not get paid for like months
4: yeah about six months yeah oh we, my goodness uh, so that wow. was yeah it was it's a tough time because we're not like we're not at the level of the premium like the glitz and the glam of the premier league and mm-hmm. the championship where there is loads of money and if probably they went out for a couple of months without getting paid it wouldn't really too, mean too much even though it's obviously not nice getting paid but obviously at our level it's it's tough we most lads especially the young boys live from month to month it's just like any other normal job you you get paid you pay your mortgage you you pay your bills and then you carry you get paid again so mm-hmm. for when you suddenly say you're not getting paid it's like what and then you just it's sort all of, it was like the chairman was it was it was just brutally just didn't really we we're all trying to explain this to him we're not at that we're not premier league level we need this money to be able to survive and he was right. he just didn't understand it until he he had no compassion for the players and the, see all the staff as well because it wasn't just the players. It was all the staff at the football club, like the kit man, the groundsman, and the groundsman. Like he's there now. He's still cutting the grass at the football club. And he's like the football didn't even exist. Well, it wow. does, but it's, he's still there cutting the grass. So that's the sort of level of people we had at that football club, and that was what drove us to carry on.
1: Wow, you know, after after Barry, you you went to Stevenage. No disrespect to them and their Burger King kits, uh, <laughs> but uh, but for the sake of time, we're gonna skip that era. And what was it like coming back to FGR?
4: Yeah, it was always something I took some was Always something I wanted to do when I left because it wasn't actually my full on decision to leave. I said I wasn't playing, so I'd have sort of followed up with the manager and other things that, that when I did leave. So when they had the opportunity to come back, it was one I grasped that I wanted to come back. Not too late in my career, where I couldn't really have an impact and not really be the player I was before. So I was coming back with sort of like a point to prove, really, that I, I've gone to a level and I want to be, want to show Forest Green that what I what I can be, really, and what I want to say, I want to achieve promotion with this, but I want to achieve something. works well, never, I never got promotion the first time I was here. So that's what really strove me to come, like, drove me to come back. And now I'm here. I'm just really delighted to be back. So I was born in this sort of area, and my former family live around here, so. It's nice to have my some of my children not see at a young age. So to have my mum and dad and sort of that family side around is is really handy. And say so it's a football club that I know so well, and all the people at the club are still there, the chairman, and all so his sons working the club, and the sort of the staff are all still the same. So it's such a nice family club, and it's a family vibe that I loved my first time, and it's still exactly the same. It's like walking back. It was so easy to settle in. It's it's a different manager, but the manager's first class, and it, the. The style of football he plays was another massive thing that all players want to play that sort of style. It's, it's a really attractive style and to get into the league two. It's not very common that teams do play that sort of way. So, another box was ticked to say to make me want to come back, and it was everything just fell in line. And it was, it happened right on deadline day as well. So, that's another wow. tough thing to try and do is get a move on deadline day. So, it was all a bit of a rush thing trying to get it through and say, but that's that football it's a crazy sort of time. I was up in, I was actually up in Coventry at the time. That's why I got my house. So, I was like, right, love them off, and yeah, I'm driving a forest green. I've got like five other windows window <laughs> left. Like, I've got to get this move done. It was like four wow. on the motorway. Signed the forms, and yeah, thankfully, we all went through. Literally, right on the deadline day of, I say January. Yeah, this sort of enough this time last year. We're all happy the fax machine didn't break down that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's, yeah, was everyone's email was working. <laughs>
2: great. Well, we yeah, we're so happy that you're back. You know, around family, close to community where you grew up after all the ups and downs that you faced. Um, yeah. Could you speak to us a little bit about what it's like to have lived, uh, you know, in Coventry, being like a free agent, having to move your family from city to city, not necessarily being around your so uh, so close to your support yeah. system. Yeah,
4: it's it's one where I I moved out when I was I was at Bristol City, I think I was about thirteen. I moved to Bolton, so that was to leave home at thirteen and sort of you sort of leave leave my, left my family behind and went and live with another sort of family. So I I had that sort of foundation from a young age of being not reliant on my parents being quite self I could do things on my own so from that side of me it was actually alright but my wife's from Manchester so she was, she grew up there she lived there for a long time so we moved first move when I was at Forest Green we bought a house down in Gloucester so that was the first time she moved away and it's always tough because she, she all her family was there she grew up there and was one of them things where even if you move somewhere you're not going to stay there it's just that's the way it is it's not many footballers have like a one team career and it was I was fortunate to stay at Forest Green for the time I did, it was about five years, so frankly we didn't have to move around. I've not moved around as much as any other player, but yeah, we moved to Forest Green, then we moved to Coventry and I had my child in Coventry, then we moved to Manchester. She was great, she was like, oh yes, she's great, I'm in Bury, because like, it's not far from where she was living, so she was loving that. She was like, oh, it's perfect. She just had a little boy at that time, so that was nice and that was. I then I said to her, oh yeah, I'm not getting paid, now we have to find a new football <laughs> club and it's like, oh, where um, are you going? And I was like, yeah, Stevenage is like six hours away. She's like, oh great. Like, so <laughs> <that> was... <laughs> but she's sort of, I think she's up for the ride now so she's she's sort of bought into it how it all works and so it's, yeah. it, you need to have that as being a footballer. You need to have supportive family around you especially even to my wife, she's great. She's always there doing things that need to be done off, side of the, off the pitch so it makes me be able to fully concentrate when so if on the pitch, you've not know, got other things going off all around you because there's so much stuff in general life that happens that you don't want to be distracted with when you actually are playing. Because so it's when you're on that pitch you wanna be fully concentrated on what you're doing and not thinking about where's you know, like what what you're doing for you cooking for the, tea, the kids tonight. You have to think, Oh yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Oh man, right. I left my socks in the washer.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so just as a professional athlete you're you're in the spotlight right and so yeah. i know you you know you must see or face criticism uh from fans from you know your own fans from opposing
4: fans uh how, how do you deal with that yes yeah, like social media has gone off to a whole new scale from probably when i started it was mm-hmm. it was just sort of coming in that sort of side and say it's now when you sort of play a game you if you've done well you're so you go on your notifications after the game it's like
3: bing 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 bing
4: yeah. <laughs> that's right. really, it's, it's the same story if you don't play very well, like, you're like yeah I'm not going to look at my phone tonight i down <laughs> <laughs> you can't sort of avoid it because like I said it's where social media is now everyone's got an opinion of how things are and how things should have been done or what should have been said or what not so which is that's football right? it's an opinions game so it, there's so many people that watch it and so many people that have their side of their opinion it's just like you just try and not read really too much into it is like I said, if you have a great game, it's, it's yeah, it's nice to read these positive sides. But since so on the flip side, when you do have a negative game, you've got to accept it that mm-hmm. people are gonna say you've played badly. That's just how football is. You can't yeah. hide away from it, you, you can't shy away from it, you just have to get on with it. But so the downside of social media at the moment is see all the racism and stuff like that. That's not nice to see that. Sure. I think that side mm-hmm. needs to be fully stamped out because that's not criticism. that's Criticizing someone's themselves, that's not what they've done on the pitch, that's right. just them. So, yeah. I think that side needs to be fully kicked out. And you don't mind accepting criticism of how you've played, but criticizing to your family or like your, right. your gender or whatever, that's sure. an, that's not nice.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think we see that line cross a little too frequently and too often, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. people just get go to the personal so quickly, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's
4: been, <laughs> criticizing 100%. the person that's too far, but criticizing how you played or what you've done in the game so he's like see I've scored on goals in my time See, so, so if I score on goals everyone's I was like what the hell are you doing I, I don't like that's fine Like, that's <laughs> yeah. my own fault I fully right. accept that or I like, say that's just how football is that's yeah. you just get on with it you don't read too much into it but mm-hmm. so when it crosses the scale and it, it attacks the person or your family I think that's sure. that's when it goes too far
1: absolutely it's such a strange job to be a footballer though because like I think as you say that I think about like Sham and I and our jobs like if we make a mistake or have a bad day nobody cares like nobody's. we don't have all these <laughs> yeah. strangers like chirping at us yelling at us <laughs> calling us you know whatever like
4: yeah. Yeah. it's such yeah. a strange
1: <laughs> you know, position to be in but I think you have the right attitude you just gotta kind of let it you know don't, don't read too yeah, much into right it exactly out. don't take it personally
4: out. it's like when you play in the game it's see the opposition fans are always that's what their role is in the sort of the game it's like a it's like going to the pantomime in the theatre. Do you know sure. mean it's sort of like whoa? you are taking a goal kick and like whoa! Don't mess that one up. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I enjoy that sort of side. That's what I've missed the moment about this season. It's really without playing the supporters. It's you don't get that sort of, especially at Forest Green, where you're so they're so close to the pitch and you can interact a little bit when you take a, like a throw in and you see all the little children right right close to the touchline. That's what I love about football: the sort of the family sort of side and all the supporters being there and. It's an away game. If you score, you sort of everyone sort of always rushes to the away supporters, and it's really disappointing about this season that's massively been missed. And I think every player would be the same. Say the same. Really. When you're playing away, you sort of go into a big cauldron of like, oh, it's like playing away from home. It's like big loud noise, and then everyone's booing you and like, oh, I don't want you to mess up. But I sort of strive on that. Really, I, I love that sort of side. Oh, that's awesome. That's, it pushes you. That's cool. So, <laughs> yeah, that's when it sort of too like see like a team like Bolton it's been so good to have gone there this season and they probably had like 15 or 1000 they've been all like wanting us to lose but you sort of go there as the underdog and you see so you win it's, it's like a massive feeling to beat a club that's got a massive following like i say like a Bradford as well them sort of side so that's the worst thing about this season really where that's but see, so, yeah, everyone's helps most more probably the most important thing at the moment then Absolutely. And getting fans back in.
1: Uh, so let, let's go, let's get to FGR now. So what
4: just what do you think about this this year's team? Yeah, it's a very good team. It was the manager sort of laid out because I, I was here at the back end of last year, and the manager sort of laid out his. You told me a few lads that you're going to try and sign the sort of style of how we're going to go down. So I thought we missed the sort of the senior sort of level and the way the sort of the managers recruited in the summer and the. The head of recruitment was. I think they've done what they needed to do. They brought in the right sort of style of players, and so we've got a really good group as well. We've got a team that's fighting for each other. There's no sort of bad eggs, for example, in the change room where there's no negative sort of thing. It's always everyone's striving in the right direction, and it's so it's been a, a great season so far. We're right up there. I think we're, what's it second or third in the table. So we've got a good, right, good chance of promotion. That's what we set out to do at the start of the season. So. Yeah, fingers crossed it can be a successful season. Then we have put ourselves in a good position at the moment. So there's massive games from here on in. Are,
1: are you guys like pretty close? Like, do you guys have like text groups just like you had at Coventry? Are yeah, you
4: we've like, got like a, um, yeah,
1: like all we've the defense group, yeah. have one. You and Big Jam, have one for old guys only. <laughs> uh, like, who who's the annoying guy in, in the text group who still has
4: an Android and just messes up the vibe with the green bubbles? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, Dan Sweeney is the one who's sort of he's quite cheerful on the group chat. He's and <laughs> like Aaron Collins, they'd be the ones who sort of dropping like the videos and little things like that. You think on a Sunday afternoon, you think, oh, just leave my
3: don't my phone blowing up, just leave
4: me alone. So yeah. But we've got a really good group. Just in the group chat's really good. It's it's a nice thing to have, Like you see, you can always be in touch with the boys and look like you want to speak to them about anything that's away from the side as well. People are always there for you. So it is a really good team. It's everyone's say fighting in that right direction to get promotion because that's what we all set out to do at the start of the season. And so that's our main drive now to hopefully kick on. And so we put ourselves in a good position. So fingers crossed can carry on
1: again, just like with the James Madison uh, text group. If you want to invite Sean and I to the, to the chat group,
2: we're not going to reject the invite. Yeah, we're good substitute meme lords for uh, Sweeney and Collins. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But no, it's so cool to get that insight into the squad and the connection and chemistry you guys have. It's evident out there on the pitch. Uh, But something that we're really curious about is what is Cooper like outside of um, the one, you know, we see in interviews? Uh, What is he like in real life? We actually always hear him on the broadcast. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, we hear him screaming. But we never quite understand what he's saying. Can you guys hear him on the pitch? So do you like understand what he says when he's yelling, or just like, oh, Coops is like getting
4: on us? <laughs> yeah, because also with the moment with the fans not being there, you can hear everything that's being said. So even though I'm on the other side of the pitch, when the gaffer's trotting down to the, like, he's, sometimes he stands in the stands, so sometimes he trots down to the touchline, and you think, oh, yeah, here it comes. And you, <laughs> when you give him the ball away, you, you just you know what's going to be said. So he's that sort of manager. He's. He won the way. If he sees something, he say it, and he sometimes you sort of have to bang the bang your fist and have a go. So, but that's football. It's a passionate game, so you sort of accept it. What happens on the pitch happens on the pitch, and then you go into the change room, and he's the same sort of. Really, sometimes he won't say too much, and other times he's that sort of trying to cheer us up and get us going. So I think that's he's got a fine balance. He's been in the game a long, long time now, so he knows when to say the right sort of thing. So, and that's important, really, because. Sometimes saying too much is not a good thing, but then banging the sort of the drum and having a go. Sometimes people you get a, so you get, get a reaction, and you've got a young set. I mean, most of the Chambers is quite young, so you've got to be careful how you go about it if you don't want to criticize too much. Because then some people go under their shell and they sort of don't want to like express themselves too much. So you have to find that balance, really. I think he's very good at it. He's got a way of doing it, which is full credit, he's got a way of getting out of these players there showing their full ability and so we managed to start of seeing Liam Kitchen's one who is at the moment he's gone to a high level and fair fair play to him because he's produced the goods and he's got the rewards for it but have you have you ever seen Cooper laugh
0: <laughs> yeah he's
4: he's got like wissy banter like he has a little oh, okay. bit okay I can yeah, see he's that. Quite, you don't yeah. sort of expect it sometimes. You sort of come in and have a bit of a laugh and you sort of like, is he trying to like <laughs> trying to have a laugh or is he trying to be serious? So, yeah, he's <laughs> That's good. he's a funny guy but also he's the manager, so he sure. he knows the balance really of not getting too close to the players and sure. He knows when to dip him with a bit of banter and then when to step aside and not get too much involved. But so this our assistant manager is quite a, a bubbly funny guy, Richard Dryden, so He's one of the most. He enjoys all the banter side. He loves that sort of stuff. Oh, that's great. Nice. That's great. <laughs> I, I, also, one more follow up about that. Um, and you don't have to
1: answer. We can cut this out. But, uh, how, do you, how so Cooper? You know, he speaks his mind in the media. He's if, if he feels like he had a bad game, he will let you know, and he'll let everybody know when you know when he yeah. goes to the media. So I just wonder how you guys, how, do, how does the team feel
4: about when uh, when Cooper's out there, kind of publicly criticizing? I don't think he does whatever he says out there. He says to us anyway. So I don't mm-hmm. think he'd go and say something to the media that he's not saying, usually our team talks of before. Mm-hmm. So he would have probably already said it to us. So he's not one to go out to the media and blast us and say, he's already he's already said it to us in the change room. So we fully accept it. Say so if things go wrong, that's football. So it needs, sometimes it needs to be said. It's it's not always our pat on the back. Well done lads, It's things are great. When you lose a game, you're gonna get criticised, and he's one. said he tells you how it is, and that's the way he is. So if you if you're doing well, he's full of praise. He's great, boy, he's fantastic. If you're not doing so well, he's he sort of he lets you know and then say you go, so. That's you get on with it. It's, that's football. You're not gonna sure. say you're not gonna get fully praised and say he goes to the meeting and he says what he says to do. But he is fully behind his team. He's being a player as well. You do see these interviews, and you you do see what things are said. Obviously not just him, but obviously other staff members and other players saying. So he's he's a very positive man and he's got the the team playing in a a style of play that is for this sort of division two you don't really see a lot and see Forest Green to be where we are from from when I was first here from the level he's got the club to from normally to a top league two side and now hopefully it can kick on and go to where the chairman wants to take it because the chairman's always had that ambition of getting it to say championship and beyond so it's going going in the right direction and hopefully it can kick on from here.
1: Yeah, and hopefully you can be a part of that push to the championship.
4: Yeah, hopefully you get some more of right? <laughs> yeah, so we, only
2: have to, we actually have a question about that, actually. But we only have two more questions left, Chris. So it's a bit of a two-part question here. But um, how do you feel about the vegan aspect of the club? Uh, has it affected your performance on the pitch? Do you think it's for the better? Has it been a challenge? And how do you and the uh, players feel about the club's mission off the pitch?
4: Yeah, as I said before, it was... When I first joined the club, it was the chairman coming with all these ideas and you're like, wow, it was like, how's that going to go? Because football was quite set. It's not like, say, a vegan, so just, we're going to take it vegan, and make all the football club vegan. When you come to the game, you're eating vegan. It was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was just going to go down. It was, <laughs> I think everyone yeah. sort of, when it first happened, it was quite a big surprise because, football football's quite set. If you try and change it, people don't like it. So, but he was quite full on his mindset he was like this is how it's going to be I'm the owner of the football club and this is my ideas this is how I want it to be done and he did it in a way of being clever really he didn't try and blow up straight away he did it bit by bit by bit by bit and people bought into his ideas and say the, the players love it so the football like the chef at the club Jade, the food she cooks she wouldn't even know it's vegan it's it's so nice and say, so I'm not a vegan myself and I don't I sometimes at home she cooks cook a meal and I think I might try that when I get home. I my wife sort of loves it now, and look things like that. So it's, it has changed myself. That I probably would never have done before. i never been at Forest Green. I probably wouldn't have gone down the line of trying it because it's, we it don't. I'd not really thought about it. So, so yeah, it's it's a massive change, and it says he's he's a clever man. He's sort of changed it, as I said, bit by bit. Where it's not a full on, blown it up straight away. Where I think if he'd done that, there'd been quite a massive reaction. But. So with the club's club growing the way it is and he's changing his little ideas and it's it's clever how he's done it. And it's in the front fo- of the football club with everyone's bought into it and everyone at the club now is so it's, it's a real positive club. So it's going in the right direction. Jade was just our, our most recent
1: guest, too. So we'll pass along. Well, hopefully yeah, she'll listen. Right. She probably won't, but we'll pass along the good <laughs> words. Um, so uh, we are two dumb Americans, right? We've, we've never played soccer other than like playing FIFA, you know, on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're Americans, you know, we're, we're all about flash and scoring a lot of points and, you know, whatever. So for us, you know, we equate goals with good player. Uh, that's, yeah. that's as far as our dumb brains can go. So we don't know how to interpret <laughs> quality other than that. So, you must
4: become rubbish then
1: <laughs>
3: so yeah exactly that's what we're going to ask you
1: so what, yeah. what should we be looking for you know on the defensive end uh, how, how can we as two two dummies who don't know anything about soccer how can we appreciate you know defensive performances how, how will we know as analysts with opinions how will we know if we can say that
4: you played good or not <laughs> yeah quite simple like with a defender sort of fish and I sort of play it's like you have a lot of duels so a lot of headers a lot of tackles and a lot of 50 50s so if you're coming out of them and say the striker you're keeping them quiet thats sort of my main responsibility the two strikers up there or one whatever three it's keeping them quiet so when the balls in the air if you're winning them sort of duels and the balls going the other way that's that's the main part of my job done and say we are quite a passing team as well so playing out from the back our sort of style of play so getting the ball the goalkeeper playing out from playing into the midfield so if you're doing that sort of style you're doing your job really and that's the main part of the defender is keeping the ball at the back of the net. So if you're keeping a clean sheet, you're you're a big green tick, that is.
3: (laughs) All right. Yeah,
4: (laughs) That should help us in our analysis moving forward. (laughs) We're just going to repeat
1: everything you said. Oh, yeah, Chris, you won a lot of 50-50s. Oh, you
4: played it out from the back. Back, Man of the (laughs) match for me every time. (laughs) It's more like me watching NFL. I watch NFL quite a bit. I'm just like, looking at their looks and thinking what is going on here <laughs> i have actually no idea what's going on yeah it's, as sean said this once nfl is just
1: like 70 set pieces <laughs> just Set it's piece so after right. set piece after what what's
4: going on like why is the game not so carrying on and they're all just wandering off The whole new team <laughs> yeah. on, I'm thinking, where's the other lads coming where they all come from but yeah i try and watch I, I, sorry, I love sports so i try and get into it but it's just one of them games that i have no idea what's going on but i just enjoy the <laughs> sort of because it's such a big thing in America isn't it when it's like the Super Bowl right. and stuff. Yeah. So well, I, I sort of nice. watch them sort of games, but I have no idea what's going on. Good. So you know yeah, our experience season, watching, watching your football. Too, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got the Super Bowl coming up next Sunday as well, right? So that's
2: yes, a big day. I mean, yeah, so for us. Yeah, but Sean, you... this episode will come out after the, yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, oh, we can edit this. We can edit this yeah, man, wasn't that Super Bowl great? I <laughs> just saw.
4: What a game, man!
2: What a game! <laughs> cool. Okay, so Chris, we just have one more question for you um, before we wrap it up. But, um, you know, you're you're obviously a veteran. You have told us you still have a few years left. We know you're a passionate player on the pitch. We see it um, as a captain of our team. You're out there yelling. You're directing players. You're getting in there. Um, but what are some other passions that you have uh, in life? Is there, have you given thought to what you might want to do after
4: your football career? I think it's because I'm where I'm, where I've loved football so much and I've been in the game for so long. I want to sort of pass on what I've been through. So I would love to stay in the football and go into the coaching side. It's what I'm looking at to do in hopefully when the, like the coronavirus and the COVID clears off I can fully start doing my badges because I want to do my badges not too soon. So I want to do it when I was later on in my career. So I'm going in with a fresh knowledge of the coaching sort of side so I want to have that transition of doing my badges then going straight into coaching so I've got a fresh mindset of the, what I've just done so that was my sort of plan for my younger age to stay in football and say at Forest Greens, say I've got a good friend who Jan Karkowski was a player I played with my first time here and he's in the academy now doing the coaching so that's one sort of side and maybe in the future I could go to that sort of side and start how he's done and so I've got a good lot of good friends at Coventry as well who work in the academy there so that might be one where I touch on first because it's hard in football to go straight into the top sort of level where the first team manager sort of that sort of side but you never sort of know you never know where I might have a friend who's working in that sort of level and you are in as a first team coach or whatever but yeah it's just getting them chances where I'm going to hopefully get my badges and so I never know what sort of co- coach I'm going to be so it's a, it's a t- totally different game from playing but I definitely want to stay in football.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Although we got, we got to pull you over here. We got to get you in the MLS before that.
4: Yes. We'll get you a few yeah, years in the MLS. Up, yeah. Then
1: we'll, okay. th- then <laughs> you can go to coaching. Oh my God. So Chris Stokes, you have been absolutely brilliant. Uh, just so kind, so gracious with your time. Um, uh, awesome, man. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This was been no worries, incredible. Great. Uh, so you can find Chris every Tuesday and Saturday as the rock of our defense uh, winning 50 50s, winning headers, <laughs> distributing, uh, passing the ball, whatever, whatever he does. <laughs> Keeping goals out of the net, most importantly, yeah, right? There we go. See, that's uh, important thing. So, thank you so much for hanging out with us, Chris. Uh, continued success, good luck, all that good stuff. We wish you the best. We are now. Chris stokes, po- no yeah. chris stokes fan podcast no longer for screen rovers podcast we are chris stokes fan podcast yeah you. chris we
2: can see why why you're such a supporter favorite and after this chat it's fair to say that nathan and i are 100 percent stoked <laughs> that's right season. yeah well well and, and,
1: and oh cool thanks so much chris this has been awesome thanks, really appreciate chris. you no giving worries. up your time thank you so much man This has been awesome no worries great chat guys Just Loved it thank you Oh man, Shimmy,
2: Chris Stokes, love Chris Stokes, Shimmy. How awesome was he? Oh man, he was that Somerset surfer bro that I always imagined he was. So great. <laughs> he had a killer, killer Cali accent, by the way.
1: Uh, also, I, we should have we should have apologized to Jim Amos and any other Cali listeners for our awful <laughs> California imitation <laughs> accents uh, beforehand. Yeah. But, oh, my God, Chris Stokes. We are a Chris Stokes fan pod- podcast now, uh, Shimmy. He could score five own goals in our next match against Barrow. And, Shimmy, I'm
2: still going to give him man of the match. That's fair enough, but it's not going to happen. He's going to lead our back line in the run-in of the season, and he's going to be integral to our promotion. He's, You know, he, he's going to act like he's been and there because he has. Back-to-back, League One promotion. So that's right. feeling confident. He's been there twice. He's been there twice.
1: He's been there twice. He got coventry promoted then he went and got barrel promoted now he's going to get four screen rovers promoted let's go chris stokes <laughs> our guy um and shimmy while we have this chris stokes momentum let's get another chris on shimmy chris latham recurring guest friend of the pod chris latham the stat man himself who's going to drop this amazing chris stokes related stat on us actually shimmy so let's go to the stat man yeah,
2: I'm um, to see where his title comes from.
1: I'm a sca- man. All right, we want to welcome back to the pod Statman. our first recurring guest, actually, and our first guest, our first guest, and our first recurring guest, Chris Latham. Welcome back to the pod, Chris.
3: Hey guys, how you doing?
1: Great. How are you, great, Chris? Chris. Yeah, great cool. to have you
3: back. Good. Thanks. Good to be here.
1: Yeah, so Chris, we, uh, well, I guess you know why you're here, but no one else knows why you're here, so we're going to tell everyone why you're here. So sadly, we had to cut back on Kip Kowalski's hours. Uh, We had to cut his pay because we've just made a new hire at the Heavens Devils podcast. We have hired... A new director of analytics, Chris
2: Latham himself. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, actually, Sean, Nathan, the, you say director yeah. of analytics, but the official title of the Heavens Doubles podcast is Statman. We have our Stat very man. own Statman. Statman? Sean, what's the pay for Statman? Are you in charge of that? Uh, I'm not in charge of that, actually. I don't know where the <laughs> money is even coming from. Like, uh, we're a totally dark money run podcast. We should be upfront <laughs> about that. We have no idea who finances.
1: Uh, so I'm sure you've seen him on Twitter just dropping these stat bombs on everybody that always blows my mind whenever I see it um, So Chris actually first tell us a little bit about that. How did you? Uh, how did you become the stat man?
3: It's, it's weird so he started off in in between meetings So I'd be in one meeting and my desk was right at the opposite end of this building and it's a building with like 3,000 people and it's quite a big building And I didn't have time to go back to my desk and get to the next meeting. So I get to the next meeting, I'd be early and I'd just be on my phone. I've gone through like Instagram and Facebook and compared myself to everyone else. And I've (laughs) got bored of that, you know, talking myself down. So I've like just randomly looked at stats and and also to try and prove myself right, because I'd I'd have an opinion on a player and everyone would tell me I was wrong. And like, (laughs) I haven't watched the game. So it started from there. And I only do ones if it's like really quick and easy. and they probably don't make sense. I don't take them seriously. They're just stats.
1: <laughs> they're fun though. They're so they're so fun and they're and they're useful too. So we're gonna do this new segment on the show called the Stat Man, where Chris is gonna come on from time to time and just drop a bomb on us. So Chris, what stats do you have for us
3: today, Stat Man? So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a good one, right? So I think one of your guests on the show, who you've probably introduced already, Chris Stokes. I think he's brilliant, Captain Fantastic now. So I had a had a quick look, okay, and I looked at results with with and without Chris Stokes. Um, so games with Chris Stokes win percentage fifty percent. Without wow. Chris Stokes drops to twenty five percent.
1: Wow, wow!
3: He's, he's not insignificant numbers of games either. He's played twenty games. We've played twelve of them. This is just in League Two. So like it just sort of starts to show he's pretty important. Yeah. that experience. Um, I quite like him as a captain. He's talky, isn't he? And mm-hmm. he's always yeah. in the refs here in a good way, in a constructive way. But I thought that was a good little start. I think he's quite an important player. Yeah, absolutely. Oh,
1: great stuff, yeah, um, Bob, because we, we only have like one piece of anecdotal, anecdotal evidence, uh, which is like he didn't start against Tranmere and our defense was awful against Tranmere. And then since <laughs> then, our defense has been awesome. That's the only bit of evidence we have. So this stat is awesome.
2: Yeah, we even like, uh, we ha- he had a bad game earlier in the season and we coined the phrase, Miss Stoke. And that, <laughs> oh man, like who is this guy? Why do the fans love him so much? But we are total Chris Stokes converts now. And That's this right. stat just like drives that point home. What's not to love? Doubled our win percentage. That's great. This stat plus the
1: fact that he- he's on this pod today uh, made, <laughs> us- <laughs> made us love Chris Stokes. Love it. All right. so. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first iteration of the Statman, stat Chris man. Latham. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, Chris. This is awesome. Looking forward to next week's stats
3: month. No problems. Thanks, guys.
1: Statman! Stat man. All right, Shimmy. The stat man. How awesome was that, man? That was awesome. Ba-ba-ba-da-bo. I guess I answered my own question. Ba-ba-ba-da-bo. Yeah, sorry, the song's still so stuck <laughs> in my head. He's the he's the stat, the stat man. man. He is the stat man. He's the stat man. I gotta say that was I don't know if he'll he'll want the credit, but that the idea for the theme song was was a brilliant idea, in my humble opinion. Chris, Chris the Statman came up with it. I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. Scat instead of Scat Man, Statman. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so fun. I'm I'm yeah. really looking forward to uh to more of these gems on the pod from from our man, Chris. He's dropping that science Um,
2: on us, that data science. Love it. Shout out to
1: Chris Latham, man. What a guy. Our first guest on the pod came back. Now also our first recurring guest on the pod, Shimmy, Chris Latham. What a guy. What a guy. Double the Chris's, double the fun. That's what I always say, Shimmy. All right, (laughs) let's move on. Uh, In an effort to make ourselves more inclusive to the Spanish-speaking rovers out there and mainly to attract Hector Beyerian to our podcast... Uh, we're going to start a new segment, Shimmy, called Yo Hablo Español with nice. my friends, Pia and Pia Antonio, originally from Chile, uh, but they
2: live in New York City now. Um, that's why are. That's how we know them. <laughs> have you met them, actually, Shimmy? I think I have, yeah. I think I've met them at a party in the before times. They seem like the really times. nice folks. All right. They are. And they speak Spanish, which is the most important part for this for this uh, segment,
1: because um, you and I do not, Shimmy. So they will be our official... Heavens Diablos. Wait, there will be our official Heavens Devils podcast, Spanish speaking <laughs> correspondence uh, for our new spin off pod, Heavens Diablos Espanol, The Ocho.
3: Suavemente, besame, que quiero sentir tus <laughs> labios, <laughs> besándome otra vez. Suave, besame,
1: besame. Antonio, hola, ¿cómo
4: estás?
3: Hola Nathan,
1: bien y tú? Ustedes cómo están? Estamos Hola, Shamm, cómo están? Gracias por invitarnos. Awesome, yeah, awesome stuff there. So as you know, Sham and I don't speak Spanish, but we want to get Hector on the pod, and uh, I think this is, this effort is only going to help that. So here we go. First and foremost. Why did you become fans of FGR? No, we're
3: fans for nada. We're eh, here now
1: because you
2: invited us. It's the same as Pia. No, we're fans. We've never seen a y And i veamos un we'll see one. Wow. Wow, yeah, that was amazing. Uh, it seems like you put a lot of thought into this. And like, it's amazing that the club's message is inspiring people all over the world. Did you watch the last match against Carlisle? Eh, no, we no didn't No, ni siquiera sabía que jugaban. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it's crazy, Shimmy. It sounds like the
1: Spanish word for yes is very, sounds very similar to our word for no, right? Yeah, language
2: is such a wondrous thing. It's
1: wild. So, on to soccer. What are your thoughts about
2: the Carlisle match? No lo vi. No tengo idea. You know, um, no lo vimos como dijimos antes, así que no no, no tengo una opinión,
3: si un pueden juntarlo. Y porfa, dejen de decirle soccer, se llama fútbol, se juega. se juega con los pies.
2: Wow, such a succinct analysis, I, Nathan. I wish you and I could be like that. Uh, Pia Antonio, do you guys have any thoughts on Hector Bellerin? ¿Quién?
3: Nunca
2: lo he escuchado. Tú
3: Antonio, yo no, no sé
1: quién es. Nice. Nice, totally agree, totally agree. Uh, so okay, Pia Antonio, gracias muchas gracias gracias for coming thank you for coming on the pod and contributing to the first edition of yo hablo espanol heaven's diablo espanol the ocho uh and shout out to the person from ecuador who listened, whoever you are um <laughs> reach out to us how did you find us like why are you still listening to us questions with no obvious answers thank you p antonio
2: gracias por invitarnos
1: All right, Shimmy, moving on to Barrow this Saturday. I hope hope it won't be uh, canceled due to waterlogged pitch. Although, I don't think that happens on our pitch, <laughs> Shimmy. I might be wrong, but we are the highest ground in the in the country, Shimmy. So, I feel like, you know, sitting on top of the hill, that, it, that it helps us not get a waterlogged pitch. Also, we have, um, from what I understand, like a really complex drainage system that recycles the water later. Uh, so, anyway, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I don't think... Water log issues are something that we face. I don't know, though. Maybe we do. Anyway, coming into this one, Shimmy, we are currently second in the table as at the time of this recording. Barrow are 20 places behind us, Shimmy, in 22nd. Um, but you know what they say, Shimmy? The most dangerous lead in sports is 20. So, Shimmy. It's 20, yeah.
2: It's a 2-0 goal advantage and a 20-place <laughs> table advantage. That's the right. most dangerous place.
1: That's okay. right. That's right. So this could be a dangerous one to this could be a banana skin peel <laughs> game that said uh they are probably the best of the really bad teams uh, south end and grimsby are just another level of bad they're they're awful barrow are actually competitively bad um they only actually have a goal difference of negative five shimmy uh, and if you remember when we played them last time up at barrow barrow in furnace if memory <laughs> serves me correct um they played us very well they played very hard and actually we were lucky to leave there with a point we salvaged a point thanks to a last second, literally last second, Tricky Nikki Cadden wonder strike free kick. Um, literally last second of the match. It was the sixth minute of stoppage time. I think the 96th minute that he scored that. So we were lucky to get a point out of that. So despite their their ugly table position and their even uglier kits, Jim, here, here. they here, here. are not as bad as they seem. Um, they play hard, and the stats bear that out. Uh, looking at all the metrics, actually, Barrow are pretty average, surprisingly, offensively, um, and just slightly below average defensively. Uh, And in the XG table, Shimmy, expected goals table, get this. They are ninth, Shimmy, ninth in the XG table. Um, We are, of course, first, but that's, I mean, for a team to be 22nd, but ninth in the XG table. um, Seems like a lot of bad luck there, Shimmy. Uh, The Big Green Prediction Machine, however, do rank them pretty low. The Big Green Prediction Machine ranks them 19th, the 19th best team in League Two, It ranks us now, actually the second best team in League Two, Um, gives us a 47.6% chance of winning, a 29.4% chance of a draw, and a 27.7% chance of barrel winning, and it predicts a score of a four screen win, 1.68 to 0.84. What do we
2: think, Shimmy? What do you think? Um, yeah, it seems like we should be beating them pretty easily. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to continue the momentum this past weekend with the Mansfield ca- uh, cancellation. So it is going to be tough to pick up momentum. But I have faith in the boys. I think we are going to win. And we're going to keep a shout out. Nice. You know, I don't nice. know if it's going to be Lewis Thomas Big Lou. Ba- or if it's going to be McGee that's back in gold. Big Lou. Big Lou, But I have faith in our back line now, led by the one, the only Chris Stokes. That's right. Our um, favorite So player. I feel like we're, we're going to get a shout out our favorite player and i i trust the goal um prediction so i think we're, it's going to be a two 0 win nice all right shimmy uh i think it's actually going to be a surprisingly difficult one
1: barrel well, what we've seen anyway of them they play hard they seem to have a better team than their table position suggests uh i think we're going to win this one shimmy but i think it's going to be tough i think it's gonna be tight uh our defense has significantly improved since the last time we played them. Last time we gave up uh, a silly goal and a penalty, if if I remember correctly. Although I think the penalty may mm-hmm. may have been questionable. I don't remember exactly, but I think the I think the penalty maybe should not have been a penalty. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Anyway, whatever. Point is, our defense is a lot better now. We've seen three games in a row our defense be outstanding. Um, so I think we're gonna keep a clean sheet, just like you said. Uh, but I also think it's gonna be you know we're gonna find it hard to score. I'm going one nil. Very boring one nil. Victory for the Rovers in this one, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Three points is all I care about, Shimmy. Same here. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, Shimmy, let's call it there. A massive thank you to Statman Chris Latham. Uh, a massive thank you to our, sp- or gracias, I should say, Shimmy, to our Spanish language speaking correspondents Pia and Antonio. And of course, Shimmy, a massive thank you to our captain, our favorite player now. Chris Stokes. What a guy. Ah, shimmy. I am a fan. El Capitan. El Capitan. Yes. Perfect for Heaven's Diablos. El Capitan. (laughs) Uh, Man, I'm a fan of that guy for life now. Uh, I hope he's got a long, you know, playing career left with us. I hope he helps get us promoted to the championship. Um, And I also cannot wait to follow his managerial career after he's done after he hangs up the boots, as they say in the UK.
2: Yeah, he seems to be a reservoir of knowledge, a leader out on the pitch, and we can see him definitely being a leader at the touchline as well.
1: Amen. And in the dressing room, or the changing room, as they say.
2: Shimmy! In the technical area.
1: <laughs> Shimmy, up the vegan rovers, baby, on the barrow.
2: Up the vegan rovers. Come on, boys. Up, up the rovers, baby. Onward and upward, we are FGR. Let's Amen. Go. Amen.
1: Take us home big time, Tommy. It's big time, Tommy. And here is my thought of the
2: day. Respect. The same respect that you give a Fortune 500 CEO of a company is the same respect that you should be given the porter in the bathroom, handing you a paper towel, and a mint. Respect. Everybody is equal. And that is the old school way. OS for life. Take it easy.